Life can be funny. It can be exhilarating. It can be joyful. It can be hurtful. It can be dismissive. It can be wondrous at times and even uplifting. It can be taxing. And it can be downright confusing altogether. We don't get to control the boundaries in which we play. And even though we all adhere to the same rules, there are some of us that are chosen to carry heavier loads. They can push past what most may stumble upon. They remain stoic, steadfast. No matter the pain, they hold on to their faith and become a beacon of hope for others to rely on, for others to witness, regardless if they notice it or not. But even the strongest hurt. The most stoic will cry. Shoulders that are meant for their family's burdens will eventually drop and that is why life in its unpredictable nature will always bring you where you need to be and who you need to be surrounded by. Because in our darkest moments, we are each other's light. Welcome to the season finale of the Journeyman Chronicles. And this week, Romy and Irvin share with us their very deep and personal story about miscarriage and loss, life and love, joy and pain. And how no matter what, they never lost sight of their faith with God and with themselves. But like I always say, you never really can tell a story unless you go back to the beginning. So let's get to it. This is Romy and Irvin's journey. And these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Hello there, my beautiful people. How are you and what are you up to? Besides, of course, listening to the season finale of the Journeyman Chronicles. Has your week been suffice has your weekend gone the way it's supposed to go i don't know what day you're listening to this but i hope whatever's going on in your life it's good enough it's good enough to get through and tomorrow guess what it's going to be even better do i have a fucking great story to share with you today i have uh I have had the the opportunity of a lifetime, in my opinion, because I get to share 
a great story uh, of two people that I love so much. Uh, friends that I love like family that I'm very grateful to have gotten to know. And I'm talking about uh, Romy and Irvin Lopez. Um, I, I met Romy and Irvin uh, through Alexandra, obviously. And um, these past few years, we've gotten really close. And um, listening to uh, Romy talk and listening to Irvin talk gave me a, a newfound respect and appreciation for these two wonderful people. There's a lot going on in this in this uh, episode. Um, we get really uh, deep and personal. Uh, something that Irvin and, and Romy don't typically do. And I knew that. I knew that the conversation about uh, the miscarriages that they've had would come up. Uh, I knew that the that the 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 tough part of uh allowing your vulnerability to sit on the shelf so to speak would be difficult um and we had talked about doing the interview months ago and i knew that uh that they were they were ready but not ready and you know coming across this this uh finale I had originally I had a different idea and when my wife um, suggested Romy and Irvin, I thought to myself, yeah, like, yeah, let's see if they're down to do it. Because I tell you, a journey uh, to wrap up uh, the season finale, this is the one that you want. And uh, there's a lot of tears and there's a lot of laughing um, and there's a lot of deep soul searching here, I think, you know, because they also allow themselves to be very free and, and their in and how they feel and what they felt. And they show their appreciation and love for everybody that has been there to support them. Um, but this isn't easy. This isn't an easy conversation. So, you know, I don't want to take too much time talking about it, but I really just wanted to set the tone here. Uh, I, I really want to um, thank Romy and Irvin. And of course I'm going to thank them again. Like I, like I usually do all of my guests at the very end of the episode, but I'm just so, I'm so excited, super honored to be doing this. I hope I make them proud because like I said, this is a very personal this is a personal side of a personal side of someone's life, you know, a personal side of people's lives that they don't just go around sharing with everybody. So I hope you listen with an open uh, heart, open your ears. Uh, if you know, Romy and Irvin, and after you're done listening to this episode, I hope you reach out to them and just, just let them know that you appreciate them because they're good people. They're lovely people. It's awesome when people share something uh, that we all can become better people for by listening to. So I thank them. My wife, Alexandra, joined me Zooming with uh, Romy and Irvin. So it's four of us having a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're ready. Here we go. This is the final episode 
for season one. One year in. Here we go, episode 39. Let's go. We did an episode somewhat like this where we shared one mic. So we're going to, it seemed to work well. So we'll go about it this way. So all I need is one mic. Yeah. We're trying to change the camera angle because I look like a freaking, I look horrible. And she was trying to take a picture of me and post it. I had to shut that shit down. I said, please don't do that because I wasn't. I was not ready to. Uh, yeah, like I wasn't ready for. Were you holding your breath the whole entire time? That I was got me yesterday during like the picture. What are those called? Those daddy coochie shorts? I don't know what you're talking about. I got shorts that are super short. Daddy, you know about those? Yeah. <laughs> he was showing me a pair, and I'm like, "What?" I did. They're not officially those, but when I put them on, I'm like, "Whoo! These, these are these got to go. These got to go in the closet forever because I can't wear these." And, <laughs> And then she's like, can I take a picture? I said, no, because I wasn't planning on anybody seeing me in these. It's just pathetic because you have the best legs. Yeah, well, I got, I got, there's a huge, like, 55-pound bag of insults right here. A kegger. Yeah, it's a kegger right here. <laughs> so we, we're just a shit show. So, I mean, you know, normal self. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I mean. This sure. is what you guys are like, used to. You see. <laughs> uh, that's right. This is, uh, this is the episode that will... Um, move mountains and even more so be a legacy for your kids so yeah the cool thing that we've always talked about is that um uh, that i never noticed until like after several episodes and then alexander brought it to my attention was that like whoever participates in this will always have something that their family and children can listen to years from now so it's pretty cool because um I'll never be able I'll never be able to like fully I can't talk to my kids like I would talk to my friends or just uh right. somebody of my age because you're going to be you're going to be presenting yourself differently but when your kids hear you having a conversation as yourself mm-hmm. it's pretty cool so just think of it like that, like what Alexandra said is, is and and we, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. I don't want you to feel like we have to focus on one topic. Uh, you know, the goal really is to share your journey, but also like where you started, the both of you and where you plan on going and where you are now, you know, the ebbs and flows of it all. Uh, and the, you know, I wasn't planning on doing a finale like I had the idea of it, but I didn't know how to go about it. And um, I, I was really, really, really like sold on it midway through last week. I was like, I I was having a tough time getting people to book for this month. But for yeah. some reason, August like is booked solid with I have five interviews booked all the way through. That's awesome. Yeah. So I said, you know, let me just. If that's the case, then let me get these interviews done. But I don't want to put them out until September because September will be a year that I started right. the podcast. So I said, then let me that's end this true. season. Know, right? Oh my god, yeah. already? Yeah, well, it'll be so. Episode forty will be. Water, pero cheers will be to that. that no, thank wine. you. I'll drink it's Bustelo, but that's fine. Oh, everyone's got water. Yeah, fair Bustelo. Hey, that's my favorite coffee. Good choice. I mean, it's watered down. If that makes, if that, I got water in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for um uh thank you for for doing this i know uh all four of us talked about this potential interview um memorial day week and i think it was mm-hmm. when when you guys mm-hmm. had come over and 
Uh, we had some drinks, so we were talking about it. Um, and and I never wanted to. I've always wanted to interview. I never wanted to put you in that spot, you know, to to say yes or no because a lot of people aren't comfortable being vulnerable, but. I felt that if you could trust me to guide the conversation and to um, present your story the way it should be, then I felt like you would be comfortable enough then to to join in the both of you. So thank you, because I know like I don't take this lightly. I don't want you to think like I don't I don't take this lightly. I don't. And I told Irvin, I was like, you know me, you know, I don't do things like this. I don't like putting myself out there. I hate being the center of attention this is me being super vulnerable like i just keep thinking about like when this goes live i'm going to be under a rock <laughs> listening to it <laughs> crying all over again probably but funny how you said that you've been wanting to but you didn't know how to bring it up because i've always thought it too like oh i would like to like share our story but i don't know how to like ask felix like by the way would this be a good journey to share on your podcast but Again, like, I don't like putting myself out there. So I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> let me wait a little bit. Maybe by age of a few more years, um, uh, I, I can be up for it. But when you brought it to our attention Memorial Day weekend, like, you saw my face. I was like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll do it. Sure. But can we wait, like, three months? <laughs> so I can mentally prepare myself. And I was like, I was like, well, here's two months. That's that's good enough, right? <laughs> when you texted, <laughs> when you texted, we weren't in the same room, and he came to the bedroom, and he was like, "Did you see Felix Felix's text?" And I said, "No." And he just walks out. So I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then I opened the text, and literally my heart dropped. I started sweating. My stomach started hurting, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna say no." And so I texted Irvin. I'm like, "So." We gonna do this or what? And I'm like, he just freaking left. Came in to, t- to ask you me if I saw the text and walked out. <laughs> you texted him, but you were in the same house or the same yeah. room or, or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was already like in bed, comfortable because I was like, yo, this never happens. I've showered. It's eight thirty, whatever. I was in bed chilling. I think I had the TV on, but I wasn't watching it. I was just on my phone. Yeah, I forget mm. what I went to go do. And I, I don't remember. We're supposed to have movie night, but you know, movie nights when you're adults and you yeah, have kids, I never happens. I always fall asleep. That's what it was. I just had the TV on and it had like the Roku background because I had it on for so long. And I, since I was on my phone, and he was like, "Oh, she hasn't touched it back." And he came in like, "Did you see his text?" And I'm like, "No." He just walked out, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" Felix was talking about how he wanted to do a finale, and he was like, "I just I wanted to be like impactful," and I was like, well, "What about mm-hmm. Romeo and Irvin?" And he was like, I th- they're not going to agree. It's like way late notice. And I was like, I mean, the worst thing you can do is ask and they say no. And you right. guys were on board. And I was like, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to for us now. And that it will be a moment that, number one, your kids will always have. But I am firm in knowing that there are so many people out there in the world that need to hear this story because they're going through it or they've been through it or mm-hmm. they will go through it and mm-hmm. they need to know that it's okay and it will be okay. And right. as long as yeah. you have each other, which is exactly what you guys have always had, it right. will and- be fine. 
Amen. We, and we're lucky, blessed enough that we have a great support system. Like you and Felix are included in that as well, you know? Um, But yeah, like we have each other. We have our siblings, um, our parents, um, you guys and cousins, but like, you know, it, without a support system, I don't think we've, um, could have gone through it. And, um, and even Catalina, like she, she's so, so young, but so wise because there were days where I feel like she would sense that I was sad or down and like, she would just say things. And I'm like, you know, I needed to hear that. Like, thank you. Like just the little reminders. And I'm like, how's this child six? And she's over here schooling me, yeah, <laughs> like giving me the little kick that I need to like, you know, keep going. But, but yeah, like just find your support system and and you'll get through it so we're getting like super into the thick of it before knowing the background (laughs) i mean we can like no i know because this is natural for us this well this is yeah that's it's a good it's a good way to kind of get the juices flowing and to get the the vibe of the conversation but yeah let's start let's start from the beginning and the reason why i like to do that is because um like very rare it's very rare to find uh couples that like genuinely click and love each other and and i guess it's rare because of there's so much in this world of uh, bad relationships and things that don't work out and 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 i'm not saying that relationships are perfect because none of us have perfect relationships but we do recognize how you and Irvin click and and the and the the way you present yourself in your family and, and um, how you trust and love each other in public is it, it's always on display and it's believable. We can see the truth in that. So uh, the bond between the both of you and and let's let's talk about when you met. How did you meet? Where I know I'm pretty sure Romy, you, you did you come from I'm- you come from New York or from Jersey or what? Like what's the story there? I um well come from Dominican Republic because I only lived in New York for five years, so that okay. doesn't qualify me as a New Yorker. Oh, um, okay. And, Who says but, that? New York says uh, that. <laughs> there are New Yorkers out there, you know. They'll come at you if you try to say you're a New Yorker. And you've only been there for like you know a certain amount of time, but I hear you. Um, but yeah, like my. I was. I'm gonna say like my entire family, like my mom's side of the family, they're all in New York. Uh, my father's um, side of the family there in New York as well. But um, we moved to Lancaster summer of 2000. Um, so I started eight, eighth grade here. Okay. Um, and I met Irvin ninth grade. I was in ninth grade um, and he was in eighth grade <laughs> um, junior cougar. Um, but we met in uh, CCD at church, the youth group which I don't remember, but he says we were in the same class because I remember him when I was in 10th and I would see him like in the hallways between periods and he would say hi to me. Like no one in school called me Romy, but like um, close friends, um, everyone else would just call me Rose. Um, so in between periods, he would always come to me and say, hi, Romy, give me a kiss in the cheek. And then I would go home and tell my brother, like, 
oh my god your friend Arvin why is he so annoying he calls me Romy no one calls me Romy and he has these like little highlights here in the front too oh I forgot about like, the looking like Ricky Martin or whatever it was not just in the front um, <laughs> but and that but then I'm like oh my god here I am I was complaining about him back then but look where we are now yeah. um he knew she was in love no no he was in love with me because <laughs> when when I was 20 we bumped into each other and he started messaging me on MySpace. Oh, and shit, we then we exchanged nice numbers because I was like, well, this is a little weird. So he just texted me. And then that's when he told me, like, you know, I loved you since ninth grade. And I'm like, pero, like, let's take it slow. That was the pickup line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you had to take it to the beginning. You had to throw it to the throat. Yeah. Listen, you never um, knew this, but. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So but you guys like, have been together for how many years started dating boyfriend and girlfriend in 2008. But we've known so. each other since. He was in ninth grade. I was in 10th. All right. So eight. 2008, 2020, that's 14 years, 14 years. You guys have been, uh, you guys have been together. Since Urban has been in love with me. Oh, oh I see. I like it. I'll, I'll let her think she has that one. <laughs> you love her so much that you cut the highlights off for her probably too. right? <laughs> I, I gave her a mohawk. You know, to get her to you know to fall in love with me, and then oh, yeah, I took that me, away. I, I like with that the era, she was probably like ba ba bye. Yeah, that was extra. It's okay. We can edit it out. When you guys finally realize, like, okay, so we're dating, and is is it is it one of those like this is it, this is it right now? Like, I I can tell, like, I want to spend the rest I, of my life with this person. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because I just didn't date people to, like, date people, you know what I mean? But, like, when yeah. Irvin and I, like, started dating, dating, I was like, oh, like, this is it. Like, we would talk about it. And I'm like, you know, the, there's no rush. Like, I don't want you to think I'm, like, one of those psycho girls that's, like, telling you, like, no, we need to do this now. Like, you know, when we're ready, we're ready. And here I am thinking we had, like, a five-year plan. And for our third year of uh, boyfriend-girlfriend anniversary, we um went away, which I thought we were going to New York, but he like took me to the Poconos, and I'm such I'm a really bad co-pilot, so he knew I was going to fall asleep, <laughs> so he could get away with like taking different exits, and I thought I thought I saw New Jersey like an exit that said New Jersey, but I fell asleep, and then when I woke up, he kept looking at me and like smiling, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, you don't see anything, and I was like, trees, roads, what? what? <laughs> he goes like the signs, and I'm like, uh. No, and I'm like Poconos. I'm like the F. Like I thought we were going to New York, staying in the city. But I still didn't think of. It. I'm like, oh, you know, it's our third year. We've been talking about visiting the Poconos, but like, I didn't think it was going. We were gonna go now. He was like, oh, I just wanted to surprise you, um, and we're just hanging now. And then he, okay, like this is how I should have known something was up because he was like, babe, do you want to take a picture here? Do you want to take a picture there? And I'm like. Typically, I'm fighting you for a picture, but you know, I'm still not thinking anything of it. Yeah. No one hinted me anything. Um, and <laughs> then we're best kept secret. <laughs> Seriously. I actually don't uh, know the story, which trips and, me out. Like, I'm like and, on the edge of my seat. <laughs> and um, then we see a gazebo and it has like lights on. And he was like, Oh, do you want to go inside and take a picture? And I was like, Sure. I mean, so, you know, we were doing selfies before. They were called selfies. And I'm like, well, this is kind of awkward. It's just us two. I was like, okay, whatever. And then he started asking me questions. And I'm like, yeah. He was like, and kept asking more. And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, okay, like, 
should I be like worried? And then that's when he like, you know, got down on one knee and asked me the question. And I just froze. And he was like, he told me that during that moment, he's thinking like, oh, fuck, is she going to oh, say shit. yes? I fucked and up. He's like, so, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. And <laughs> he was like, I was worried. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no. And I'm like, well, like, why would I say no? And I look at the ring and I'm like, oh, my God, it's the one I wanted. Because um, jokingly, like, I would say, like, you know, um, if it would ever happen, like, that's the one I like. That's the style like, lo- I like. That just tells you that she fell in love with me first. Like, she was over uh, here telling uh, yeah, me stuff like that. Look, like, yeah. good point, Before, Earth. You brought her on back. Yeah. You were like, I'll, she was I'll, on give, me. I'll give him that one. That's, that's <laughs> her brought her on back. He was like, reality shows that she was trying yeah. to win. She's trying <laughs> to win all of this. The truth the just came out. It she did. didn't even know. It was all set in motion. It was the highlights. It was the highlights in the hair. Yeah, it was cute. And then he got the highlights. And so he's got like this, you know, this smooth little Spanish boy band shit going on. And then then he tells you he's taking you somewhere and you fall asleep. But he doesn't take you there. But you don't get scared because you trust him. See, it's all set in motion. Because any other other time you saw somebody in that story, you're like, wait a minute. So you fell asleep, <laughs> I'm and, like, and, he, and you woke up, and you were not where you right thought you were going like, to well, be. Babe, when you put the recap that way, it sounds a little <laughs> sus, but I know that when we get to Taking her to so. the mountains to do like, <laughs> Right. Kill yourself. Why are we in the Poconos? To see your family, but you're waking up in the Poconos. I mean, no, because I... I mean, luckily nothing happens. Like, you know, I'm still here living. <laughs> oh, I course, never yes. I never once like, you know, thought like, oh well, this is creepy. He didn't tell me yeah. or like, you know. Thankfully, because you said yes. Yeah. You might have left her over there if she was <laughs> Oh yeah. So I guess apparently him and whoever knew from the guys had a thing set and they were like, Well, if she says no, you take a shovel, just leave her there. They were just kidding. So he said that when I froze and didn't say anything, he's thinking like, oh, my God, I never brought that shovel. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So we were just talking how uh, Irving kidnapped you and took you to Poconos. (laughs) But you were not you were unaware that the Poconos was taking place. You thought you were what going to New York or New Jersey or something like that. Catalina Anastasia. That's not really what happened. You're (laughs) surrounded. You're surrounded by woods and you're like. Que lastima, right? You're like, que lastima. Oh, you, someone has been working on their Espanol. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm, you know, someone's going to get bone here. <laughs> I, that, I, I don't even use que lastima. Now I'm going to start know. using it. There you go, right? That's what that's the uh, that's the next uh, the name of my next album. I'm, it's, uh, I'm putting all these on CD. <laughs> que lastima. Que lastima. <laughs> So, Irvin, how do you decide uh, when you're you're dating uh, this woman that you're in love with, and you're like, you know, I'm gonna I want to marry her? How do you uh, how do you go about? How, how does a man of your uh, stature uh, decide? Because I know how I did my thing, and I was a nervous wreck. Um, got a couple options, you know. People just giving me, you know, ideas and stuff like that, and um, I just came down to one at the end, and then. I think the scariest part is was asking her her parents to uh you know to propose to her and then just telling them hey by the way i'm taking your daughter away on the weekend and you know them they did not want to let you know usually allow her to sleep over with a guy, another guy like that especially yeah because we yeah, they're like you know old school and Absolutely. all of that 
So well, I was like, so wait, who knows? He was like parents, siblings, you know, his cousins knew. And I'm like, well, did you ask my parents? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, when the heck did you do that? Because we were always together. Now I was doing night school um, when I was in college. And he was like, well, the night you had class, I just went to your house and your brother happened to be there too. And I'm like, yo, so Angel knew? And I'm like, and you know, my brother and I were super close. And I was like, he didn't say anything. He, he wasn't supposed to. And I'm like, okay, sneaky, sneaky. Right. Took advantage. I was in class and showed up and and asked my rents. How did you know she was the one? Um, in her eyes, you know, she thought it should. I loved her since ninth grade, you know. So I don't know, <laughs> just something about her. Something about her when you know I first met her. It was just I felt like it was something that I could click with. Yeah, and at the end, I guess I was right. Yeah, oh, you absolutely. You just know. Right. Sometimes you just know. I think one of the things that we notice, and many other people notice, uh, is that when I referring to when I suggested how you guys click, is is that you guys balance each other out very well. Um, the the relationship uh, glows if if that you know if that makes any sense. A lot of a lot of times when you see a couple like that, it's almost like instantaneously how you know you felt about Romy. Like people around you, I'm sure, could see it as well. And me coming into the family years uh, later with Alexandra, like upon meeting you both, I knew like well, I could tell like you guys were solid and real like real people like down to earth. Um I know the Lopez family somewhat, but I don't know. I don't know your family that much. Is that um, has that always been like the the core of your families for the most part, like just being genuinely real, honest, upfront, down the earth mm-hmm. type people? Yeah, not going to toot my own horn, but yes, like an urban convoch, like my my parents, my siblings, he knows all of my aunts, uncles, at least from my my mom's side and I and my cousins, they all love him. He loves him and. Like he says he clicked with me right away and he literally did that with my family as well. Like even my grandma, like mama, like um when he the first day he met her, you know, Irvin doesn't know Spanish that well. Um, so when he went to meet my grandma, and I'm like, Oh mama, um, este mi novio uh Irving. And then I'll and then in English I'm like uh, oh, babe, this is my grandma, uh, mama, you know, whatever. And she says something in Spanish, and my aunt goes, Oh, mama, I no lo entiende. She goes, Yo sé que él me entendió. And her grandma was like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it. Uh-huh, I got it. Yo sé que él me entendió. But yeah, everyone like, loves him because that's how my family is. Like, we are a tight unit. We all get along well. Like, my cousins and I, we call each other siblings. We're not just cousins, we're like yeah. siblings, brothers and sisters. Um, my aunts are literally like other moms to me. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know if it's my grandma and my grandpa. That's how, you know, they raised my aunt and uncles and my mother, um, raised me and my siblings that way. And my aunts and uncles raised their kids that way too. Well, that's how you, uh, I can tell that's how you're raising your family right now, um, with your daughters and, and, um, I've always believed in keeping that type of, 
uh, I guess, philosophy, if you want to call it that. Like, I grew up the same way. I know Alexandra did. And so we try to implement that in our family, just being honest and being real down the earth. Uh, and when you meet other friends and f- that you love like family, it's it makes like life becomes even more fun because you're mm-hmm. living each day and you're going to go out and, and spend time with genuine, good hearted people. Um, you're engaged now and you're getting met. I'm not with, I'm not part of the family at this point, but uh, the wedding like let's let's. Uh, was it a big wedding? I know Alexandra was Yo, in it. Oh my god, it was. It was, it was a <laughs> we can't, big we, wedding. We would have and a whole now, episode like, for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the wedding, we had a big wedding. Um, but now I'm like, damn, I should have just, we should have just eloped. Be like, guys, th- we're going to like, I don't know, Cancun. Come with us if you can. But like, I, I loved our wedding. Um, Alex was a bridesmaid. Um, and you know how she is? She cries. And she cried when I asked her. She cried when we were getting in the limo. She made me cry. Um, I think she was crying the night we were all leaving the bar. <laughs> or, or we were laughing because then, you know, everyone. I mean, I just was, wore my sunglasses. Everyone was lit, lit. Everyone was lit, yeah, lit, was lit, lit. me. I was like, no, I want to remember the night. Yeah. And then yeah. we had to be up at like three in the morning. So everyone was. All I remember of that night, one of the main things is just Alex trying to ball out. Oh, my God. The, no. The, the, no, why? we don't have to tell this story. No, no I, I know this story. Don't and don't I would love to hear it. No, we don't. Because yes. I've heard so it there before. There was a miscommunication in our contract with the venue, right? Because um, the wedding planner we met with first, she had uh, left elsewhere. And then I guess when the other lady took over, she didn't see that we had paid for extra time for the bar and when they gave us last call and i'm like no 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 we have one more hour that we paid for and she went and she was like it's not in the contract and i'm like you better pull up the contract that forgot her name that she wrote for us and we paid for that extra hour and here comes alex take my card i'm paying for that hour right now and she was like no 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 you don't have to and i was like alex no put your card away this is paid for already she was like take my card right now Take it. it was starting Take to become like a situation where it was becoming stressful for Romy. Yeah. And I was like, this is your wedding day. Like the last thing that you need to worry about, like all these details are always going to work out at the end of the day. Like they will. That's, yeah, and that, that, so I told her, I was like, does. if you take her card, we're going to need that money back because I know this is paid for. Sure. So, she took my card we- and the bar stayed open and the money yeah, got it, the bar stayed open. DJ kept playing. We all had a good time. Um, everyone left there lit, laughing. We went to our honeymoon. We came Super back, lit. heard some more crazy stories from people in, <laughs> on their way home. If you know what I mean, sidebars, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Um, like, this is a lot. But then this I made sure to go happen. back and I said, review the contract because my friend needs her check. And they cut Alex a check and she got her money back because the bar was paid for fully for the extra hour and everything. But yeah, Alex, we like to say Alex saved the day. We would never forget that. She was like, um, excuse me, yeah, just take my card. We're going to continue partying. <laughs> well, I, as much as I love Romy, because I love her, and she's one of my closest friends. Irvin is a brother to me. Uh, you know, Irvin's like a, a baby brother to me, and uh, he always has been. Uh, for anyone that knows me, knows that Oscar and I are thick as thieves, um, which is Irvin's older brother. Um, I just always love this family. And then Romy came into what I say, our family, because I consider myself part of that family. So Romy came into our family and she just, I mean, it's Romy. How could you just not be smitten by Romy? 
So when we had this wedding, it was like, yes, like I'm a sucker for love. And everyone that knows me knows that. And when anything and anything started to become like a question for no reason, I was like, fuck that shit. We're not doing it. Just take my card. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they we're will, having a good time. Right, it will get figured out at the be at the back end because it always does. Yeah, I, I I definitely know the uh the the quick instinctive nature of Alexandra to come and make sure things keep keep going. There uh, you know I, He's always taking care I, of everyone. I, yeah, she she is, yeah. It's very it's very noble because there's times where I wish I had that I had that and I, I can't. I, I'm not like that. I'm always just like, oh, what, what, what's going on here? But what's not she will, wanted. she will come and and take care of it, and we'll and we'll figure it out later. So that's, there's been parties that I've been to that I'm like, yo, it's been real. <laughs> that's a, that's a story I heard, and I'm I'm glad we have it. So we have it on the podcast now. Now the kids will always know that um, Alexandra. Dropped it. Dropped a credit card for the last hour of. Oh, of don't don't let Boy, Ava, anyone, any of the kids hear that part, they'll be like, uh, "Mom, yeah, you have to save the day right now." Yeah, and that's that but they, see, that's what I'm saying. Now I'm in the picture, so now I'm going to be like, "Listen, we're going to have to." Talk like, about you did that. it for Romy. We, we pull did that it. out. I wasn't involved in that, so now I'm like, just hey, joking. <laughs> you ain't probably like, like I'm so good. I'm <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about what what we've been obviously thinking about when this conversation came up with the podcast is your children are your world. And Catalina, um, especially as of late, uh, has really, she plays so much with uh, Chloe. And Mm -hmm. for us, when Chloe was born and uh, during the pandemic, it was frustrating because we couldn't really get her out and see other kids. So, So now... As Catalina's playing with Chloe, it's awesome. Let's talk about your your new baby, your beautiful little girl, Anastasia. Where, um, where's the I'm name? Where, where'd the name come up, from? But Anastasia. I she, and I, I I was waiting for her to like soothe herself back to sleep, but I don't think she is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, That's okay. Our sweet little Anastasia. She um, she was planned for and wanted and prayed for and all yeah. the good stuff like she was literally fought for sure. um uh but she means a whole lot she means she a does lot. to us and to Catalina because she's so overprotective like um you know with pandemic germs COVID and more like you know no one can like no kissing you know yeah. none of that like hand sanitizer we have guests she'll be like um did you use the hands we have the hand sanitizer right there like right when you come up like you know she'll hear people kissing like oh my mommy doesn't like it you know she puts me out my mommy doesn't like that (laughs) that's my sister what are you doing there you Um, go but yeah she is amazing like she wants to be hands-on she wants to do a lot of the things that i that i do but i'm like no you know safety first but she's overall a really amazing big sister like she was meant to be a big sister Mm. i mean she has been asking for a sibling since i think she was like two and a half maybe three like i think for her third birthday that's when when i asked her like what do you want for your birthday she was like um a brother is what she had asked for and i was like um you know you have to pray to baby jesus for that one (laughs) because that's a hard gift um and then adrian came and that was her that was her baby brother 
for the longest time, like even at daycare, she would talk about my baby brother, Adrian, where her teachers would ask me like, oh, you know, you always come alone, but like, she's always talking about her baby brother, Adrian. And I laughed and I'm like, oh no, that's my baby nephew. He's only a couple of months old and yeah, she's obsessed with him and that's her baby brother. Um, <laughs> and she has always wanted one even more. Um, so 2020, I, cause let me just start over like 2014, we decided to start our family, um, early 2014. Uh, but unfortunately we mis- miscarried at six weeks, some days. Um, and then I told her and I was like, I don't know, like, okay, maybe we'll, we'll just wait. We'll wait for the right moment. Um, do you want to get her and just bring her out? So, cause she's still crying. Um, we can, we can pause if you guys want to take care of Anastasia. I don't want you to feel like you have to ignore your child. No, he'll, he's going to bring her out just to like okay. rock her back to sleep. Because she, okay. she's, you know, the six-month sleep regret, regret, Re- regression, um, which yeah. it's new for us because we didn't go through this with Catalina because I like tell Irvin, I'm like, yo, she babied us. Um, but like yeah. regression, sleep regression. Sleep yeah. regression, And she's yeah. breathing, so she's up like yep. six yep. times. Good night. Um, Here she but, comes. We get to have her during the party. Maybe not. Maybe not yet. Then after our miscarriage, we decided to uh, look into buying a home, um, and we went through the whole building a new house. We waited for all of that. We move in August, mid August, twenty fourteen. And I tell Irvin, and I'm like, okay, so you know, we have our house. Like, I know I wanted to wait, but can we just like you know try to start over again? And he was like, okay, fine. Let's just go with the flow. So we went for it. And nine months later, we had Catalina, um, who was, who came like exactly on her due date. Um, oh, wow. She, so, I was, so, so I was like, yo, this girl is not going to want to be late for everything, for anything. <laughs> like she yeah. came like right on her due date. Yeah. Um, like she's. Her. She's amazing. We love her to death. She's amazing. She's so gorgeous. Um, so uh, our plan was to then try for another baby um, after she turned three. Because we were like, oh, you know, that's perfect. We're, uh, we're three years apart from our siblings. We can do the same. Um, so 2017, we try again. But um, we miscarried um, at eight eight weeks some days um and then i was like damn like again like i thought that uh 2014 that like you know would be it like maybe it was just you know one time thing but it happened again and i was like okay that it doesn't mean anything like we can we can try again we'll just like weigh it out a little bit um so i don't know if alex knows but this oh no maybe you do 2019 um around easter time we we're excited because we're like, oh my gosh, maybe this is it. We're we're going to wait to announce it to our parents um, Easter when they come over because we um, host Easter um, every year. But then we miss Gary again, and I'm like, what the heck? Like when we went in, and you can you know when the ultrasound comes up, first thing you see is like the heartbeat, the flutters. Yeah, and I didn't see that. And I was like, oh, my God, like, no, like, I'm not even going to ask because maybe I'm not looking at it correctly. Mm-hmm. But she she doesn't say anything. And she said, 
I'm going to go ahead and get the, the doctor. And I said, there's no heartbeat, is there? And she said, no. So when she walks out, I look at Urban and I was like, why does it keep happening to us? Like, um, why? Like, why us? And we get the we get the same speech from the doctor you know it's nothing you did wrong it's not you and i'm like well it keeps happening so like it has to be me like it has to be something has to be wrong with me and maybe catalina was just like you know a miracle child but it's just not gonna happen for us again um so then when i went in for a follow-up after that miscarriage um the doctor wanted to do a panel of blood work just to make sure that everything was okay. But I was like secretly praying, like let something come back, like positive. Maybe there is something wrong and then we can go ahead and fix that. And we can go ahead and continue to um, continue with our family, building our family. Um, But everything came back negative. Nothing was wrong. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, So then 2020 and I saw Irvin, I was like, okay, I know I said we, just we're, we were just not going to try again but like can we <laughs> let's just try one more time and then if it doesn't yeah. happen like that was my speech to him every time I'm like if it doesn't happen then it's okay well we're just meant to be with Catalina only but then he was like I don't know like I don't know if I can do it again like I don't know if I can continue going through that like the heartbreak all over again and I was like I know I know but like I know it's gonna happen for us um so I would always hold my breath every doctor appointment, hold my breath. Cause I'm like, we just have to make it to 12 weeks because after Catalina, we never made it past eight weeks. And I'm like, if we get to 12, everything will be fine. We can share the news with our family. But again, like the excitement got to us and we shared it with our parents and siblings, like super early. And we're like, please keep this to yourself. Um, you know, just in case and then we, uh, let Alex, Maddie know, um, and I was like, whoever sees us, because pandemic happened. And I was like, whoever sees us, sees us, and we'll just tell them that way. That's but, why we were um, pregnant at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And that, but after the first trimester, everything was still looking great. So I was like, we can just do a little announcement with um, the rest of our family, like our aunts, uncles, cousins. And we'll leave it like that. We did that. Um, everything was still going great. Um I was 16 weeks and Sunday morning, I wake up, I get up from my from the bed and I just feel like this gush. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just wet my pants? Uh, and Because I, I was getting up and I was like, I know I had to go, but I'm like, I would have felt like, you know what I mean? Like, so I just didn't know. And I was like, okay, let me just clean myself. I go back to bed and I feel it again. I'm like, okay, I know I'm not peeing myself. Um, and for that, I don't know why, that day alex and i we just like started texting each other super early that day and she was also pregnant so she's telling me about her night and i was like oh my gosh i know like i've been up since four in the morning literally leaking and she was like what do you mean and i said i don't know but in the back of my head i was like like something was telling me it's my amniotic fluid but you know i'm just trying to stay positive and she's like, did you call the doctor? And I said, not yet. I was sitting in the toilet. And I was like, not yet. Because um, I was still leaking. And I was like, I'm going to, I was like, as soon as I'm done texting you, I'll call. 
when I called, I that's what I told him. I said, I think my amniotic fluid just like it ruptured, like I'm leaking amniotic fluid. And he said, they asked me the questions they had to ask. They were like, okay, we'll have the doctor on call, call you back. Um, she calls back and she said, we're going to have to come, have you come in, we'll run some tests, whatever, um, whatever. It was Sunday morning early and Urban was like, who are we going to leave Catalina with? I'm like, I don't want to call my parents because I don't want to worry them. And I'm like tell, telling Alex and I'm like, I don't know what to do. She was like, I'll meet you there. Like without me asking, I was like, no, no. Like, cause I'm thinking I'm like pandemic, she's pregnant. Like she doesn't have to come to the ER with me. And I told Irvin and he said, whatever you want to do, like I'll, I'll stay with Catalina. And I was like, okay. So I go meet Alex, they run tests, got a COVID test because they were like, maybe we don't know what, you know, the symptoms of COVID, like what, what they can, like what they cause. So let's just run a COVID test just in case so we can cover that part. Um, ran other tests and they confirmed that it was my amniotic fluid and in the ultrasound you can see like the amount that Mason had they were like it's enough to um we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl they were like it's enough to keep the baby breathing um what we could do is I can see we should keep you overnight to pump you so give you some fluids and maybe that will help but um maternal fetal medicine said um, that they would like to see me first before they decided on anything. So I went in the next day and they um, did their thing and they were like, we're just going to put you on bed rest and we'll do weekly appointments. And, you know, they gave me the bad, the good. And, you know, they were like, we can stay hopeful, but just so you know, like the chances are not high. And I said, okay. And, and they were like, um, in order to for the baby to be considered viable, you have to make it to 24 weeks. And I was like, okay, like no pressure, right? I was like, all right. And um, literally like every night that I'm praying, I'm like, if we could just make it to 24 and whatever happens, happens. And they can try to keep the baby alive and all of that. But um. 22 and a half weeks when I went in for my weekly appointment, um, the, the tech, like, I, I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to wait for her to tell me, like, um, let me get the doctor. I asked her, and I was like, uh, I don't see a heartbeat. Is there a heartbeat? And she said, I'm so sorry, no. So she got the doctor in. I'm trying to call Irvin. Sorry. It's okay. You can take your time. I don't want you to apologize. And, um, he was at work. And of course, it had to be one of the busiest days for him. And he wasn't answering because typically he'll answer on like the first call. And I'm like, oh my God, like out of all days today, he's not answering. And I'm like texting and I'm calling. And I'm like, oh my God, pick up the phone. And when he picks up, the doctor comes in and I'm like, oh, I have to call you back. So the doctor calls and gives me like the, the next steps procedures and stuff like that and I'm like okay and he was like I'm so sorry and I'm like over it because I'm like here we go again but this time like we were literally halfway there um so I call Urban back and I'm like oh my god like it happened again Mason doesn't have a heartbeat or not Mason the baby doesn't have a heartbeat so he was like, well, so what are we going to do? And I was like, I have to um, 
call um, the ER at um, Women's and Babies, and or they're gonna call me, and they have to schedule an induction. And I was like, but what are we gonna do with Catalina? Like that, that was she was. I was like, what are we gonna do? And um, he was like, well, we can call my sister and Tyler to come over. And I was like, well, okay. I was like, can you do it? Because I don't want to talk to anyone. Um, so my sister-in-law, Mariah, had Catalina. And I pick her up. I come home. Her comes. And they call. We set up the appointment for the induction. Janice and Tyler come. And that was literally the hardest night for me. Because although I knew we were, what we were there for, like I was still trying to remain hopeful. Like maybe, maybe that what the tech and the doctor saw was a mistake. Like maybe they're still a heartbeat, because, but because the sack was so tight because it was no fluid, maybe just they couldn't read it right. Like right. I was just like playing all these scenarios in my head. Um, and um, they, the nurses were amazing. Though they were trying to keep me comfortable. Comfortable. The the doctor gives me the medicine and. I don't know what I would have done with Urban because they were like giving me all the information and I'm like trying to like read it back to him. And he was like, no, that, that's not what they said. This is what's going to happen. And then this and then that. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I guess I have forgotten what contractions felt like because it was, you know, six years since we had Catalina. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so crampy. But I don't know, they're not strong enough, so I don't know if they're like contractions. Um, and I got the urge to pee, so I was like, I need to call the nurse. And I told her, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yes, like I have to go. And I went and I could not walk back. And I was like, I can't, I can't walk. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. So she said, it's okay. Like she helped me back in bed. And I'm like, I can't sit because I feel pressure. And she was like, it's time then. Like it's time. I will never forget that moment because I can still hear myself crying. But I'm like, oh my God, the baby is coming. And I'm glad I was where I was because I was trying to lay back in bed. But I couldn't move because I was in so much pain. And the baby just dropped on the bed. And then what broke me even more than was that Urban was like, oh my God, we had a boy. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, he is amazing with the girls. Like, he's the best girl dad. But like, you know, every father would love to have a son as well. But when he said that, like, oh my God, we had a boy. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, we... I couldn't even keep my son healthy enough to continue growing until so that other extra like week and a half for him to be viable. Um, and uh, that was, I'm not going to forget like the smell, the feel, um, the entire night, um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want Romy to keep talking at this moment if she didn't want to or if she wasn't comfortable because um, this is a it's a very personal part of the story um, but you know several times Romy and Irvin would and rightfully so they would lose uh, their composure just a bit it, you know they would break um, with emotion but they 
they just pushed on and continued with this story, which is just a small example of the, I don't want to say strength because they don't like using that word, but you know, the, the ability to push on, I guess, right? Uh, My wife and I have children. We have two little girls. We have five children total with my kids included and uh, Alexandra's stepdaughter from her first marriage. And so as parents, that that feeling of uh, wanting to protect your family and, you know, never experience, never expecting something like this to happen. Um, and then here's Romy and Irvin who have those same desires and dreams just like anybody else wanting to start a family and having to go through this um this experience multiple times and and you know of course this experience with with their son mason that um it didn't go the way they had planned and my heart just uh it's a lot, and uh, I, don't, I didn't want to stop and take a break. I kind of wanted to just pause and just kind of put some things into perspective. Just you know, hug your loved ones, those that are going through some things. And wow, let's get right back into this. Uh, let's get right back into this journey here. If I continue talking, I'm gonna. No, no, I, I didn't want to interrupt you because I, I didn't want to minimize, um, your experience. But I don't want you to feel like you have to continue to, to go through anything that's uncomfortable for you. I know, I know that you know, I can never, Alexandra and I, or anybody couldn't, unless some a woman has gone through that. Can't I don't know what that's like, and I will never suggest that I can imagine because I can't um but one of the things that I thought of was that um uh obviously is, is Romy okay um how are Romy and Irvin doing and like my heart and and when Alexandra and I talked about it collectively our hearts were with you it was like what what can we do and uh, I, I felt like the best thing to do was just to be present and available when you needed it, because uh, I'm sure like when you said you didn't want to talk to anybody, I I can understand that sentiment mm-hmm. and that that want um, how long like uh, you, you're you're so both so very strong because Irvin is sitting now holding your your daughter Anastasia. And so that's, you know, that goes to show the strength of it. How do you find uh, that I mean, type of strength to that, to, to carry like on? Because all of that um, that night at the hospital, or whatever, like they were like, you know, we give you a week um, to stay here with the baby. Like we're not going to rush you out. Like take the time that you need. And I said, no, um, uh, I'm just gonna do the one night. Like I just want to get home to my daughter. I just want to be with my daughter right now. And they were like, okay, that's understanding. Uh, they did what they had to do. They we took care of the funeral details. Um, the next morning was the hardest because we were like, "Oh my God, we're going home without our baby! Like, what are we gonna talk, Catalina?" 
Um, so we get home and we wait for Janice and Tyler to leave and we're looking at each other because I'm like, how do we even start the conversation with her? Like that night was hard, but the hardest was telling her because she already knew that we were expecting. Mm. Um, and we, when we were leaving to the hospital, I told her, I said, I have to go in. And she's like, fine. I'm like, oh, you know, the doctors want to look at the baby and he or he, the baby might um be born but we're not sure we're gonna bring the baby back home with us and she said oh okay so when we came home she said so where's the baby did you have the baby did the baby come out did the doctor take the baby out and i try to keep a straight face and i said well yes we had the baby and it was a boy and we named it mason um so she was like oh so i had a brother i have a brother and i said well um we to keep it pg for her we said um yes but unfortunate not unfortunately but um god needed another angel with him so he decided that mason was that perfect angel for him so mason went and she got sad she started to cry she was like but why well why that's my brother i want my brother here home and i said i know but you know um he's an angel and God needed another angel. So he decided to call on Mason and Mason's with him now, but he's always going to be here with us in our hearts here. He, he uh, we can pray to him every night and he can hear you, um, et cetera, et cetera. So when I said previously, how every, if she sensed that I was sad or down, like she would give me reminders. And one night I was helping her with her bath and she said, mom, you know, Although Mason's not here with us and he's in heaven, you are still his mother. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, you're right. I am. Because the bereavement nurse kept telling me that. She said, you know, when people ask you, you know, to make conversation. So, oh, is she the only, is she your only child? You know, you can say no. You can say yes, whatever you choose to. But if you say no, like you can also say Oh, she's our child. Yes, here. But we also had another one. And whatever story you want to give them, you can give them. And I was like, you know what? You're right, Catalina. Like, I am still his mother. He is still your brother. Um, But then after that, when people kept saying, like, oh, my gosh, you're so strong. You're so strong. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I'm not strong because I had my weak, like, my weak moments where at night when I was in the shower by myself, like, you know, have a moment and I would cry. But like for Catalina, like I had to keep a straight face. Um, although like I would cry in front of her and she already knew why. Like she would ask like, are you crying? You miss Mason? And I said, yes. Um, but when people say you're so strong, I, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Uh, the tough oh, skin, man. you know, <laughs> gets put down and yeah, the real me <laughs> is out. Okay. Tough skin only lasts uh, for so long. Right. You know, you're you can only be you can only be tough, you know, for so long until your moment, and then somebody has to be there with you to hold you, and that's that's where the vulnerability in life comes, and then you you have to allow yourself to be carried sometimes, and that's hard for some people. But when we talk about the way you and Irvin balance each other out, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like. Um, I'm sure that uh, in your moment, and, and I can only speak as a man. I won't speak for Irvin. I know he's busy holding Anastasia. I'm hoping that he can uh, share his thoughts during this moment. But as a man, 
wanting to console your wife and protect her from these emotions and also feeling your own emotions as a father it's a very it's a very confusing and conflicting moment i'm sure um i I hear that beautiful little baby (laughs) i'm taking over there you are brother um as a man like i mentioned you're 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 seeing romy your wife uh can you just share? I don't want, and I, I don't want you to feel like you have to go through the whole gamut again because uh, uh, Romy has has broken down and explained so much. Um, but can you just talk about you know trying to be present for your wife, but also I'm sure yourself just wanting to to fall apart. This isn't an easy experience at all. I'm sure. No. Um, yeah seeing everything, you know, seeing when the baby falls out, you know, but it was it was definitely tough. And as men, we're always told to be strong and hold everything in, to be strong for, you know, your wife, your kids, whatever it is. Um, and and that's what I tried to do um, the best I could. Um, but yeah, I had my feelings and, and I think the hardest thing is that, um, you know, people are texting and saying, hey, sorry for your loss. How's Romy doing? How's Romy doing? Always. There are very few that would always say, hey, how are you doing, though? And that's just how men are supposed to be. Like, hold your feelings and don't worry about our feelings. Just worry support about that. Support your wife. Support your wife, you know what I mean? And I'm always going to be okay with that. I'm always going to be there to support her and make sure she's okay first. Um And the men's feelings are always put to, on the back burner pretty much when it comes to situations like this you know um but it definitely is hard because you're trying to be strong for everyone and keep it and, together and keep it together but knowing deep down inside you're not you're not mentally okay oh yeah you know? i'm sure it's tough it's tough you know putting up a front like that especially when you're going through something so hard yeah like, well, I think naturally, like we when we talk about as men, and I'm hoping that whoever's li- the people that are listening um, understand that that when we say as men, that's not some like bravado or some like uh, male chauvinistic uh, approach. It's it's genuinely built in us to care for our families before ourselves. Uh, to make sure that the attention goes where it's supposed to go, even though we understand that our mental health and our emotional state is as important, we don't recognize that because we're programmed and built that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I think the, the, you know, when I'm listening to you talk, one of the things that I was thinking was, as a man, I know that I can... I can take it like you said, like, it's okay. I'm fine with that. But when you experience something like that, the loss of a, of your son, mm-hmm. uh, and in such a quick dramatic fashion that, um, in one hand you both were, um, unfortunately prepared for, but yet not really prepared for. That's not something that you're, that you're willing to say, I'm okay. 
even though you can put that front on, I, I feel like I would think that that's like a huge, uh, uh, a huge check within yourself where you're like, fuck, I'm not okay. Like I can't, I can't hang my hat on. Don't worry about me. Worry about my wife as much as I'm sure you'll say it. And I know I would have, I think that would have really shook me inside. Like this is, this is something that most people don't experience uh, with with children and bringing children into this world and the complications that unfortunately can come with that a lot of people don't experience that and and I, and looking from the outside looking in to the both of you i i can honestly say that as much as i could see that this was hurting and affecting you i can also see say that you you handled it so beautifully and so well where you didn't um from what i could see i don't think we saw you guys putting it out there so much obviously you're very you're very private um but i i you know i i appreciate the both of you uh sharing this story and and i knew that you know when we said we wanted to do this interview and uh and you you both were on board i knew that this topic was the topic it was the lump in the throat so to speak it was that the the elephant in the room but i'm grateful that you're doing it um because like alexandra said there there will be people that are listening to this that may be going through it or have gone through it and it's Mm -hmm. it's a huge uh coping uh mechanism in a healthy way where you can hear another story that's similar and you, and you can uh breathe a, a sigh of relief and go okay, well i'm not the only one that's I, I can relate to that so um thank you and, and thank you for for sharing your vulnerability as a man Irvin. because um even as much as we're talking about romy and, and how she was going through what she was going through um uh i can i can only imagine as a man um and as a father the weight that you were bearing on your shoulders because we can talk about what about me, but then you almost feel guilty as a man saying, Hey, what about me? Because mm-hmm. you know, we're programmed that way. So I appreciate it. Thank and you. I, and I, and I don't, I don't want the attention. I don't want none of that. Um, I will always care for them first before my own being. Just like you said, cause we're built that way. Um, but you know, sometimes you do as a man need to hear, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. You need to let it out sometimes. Um, keeping it all bottled in is... It, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It can only last for so long. You can only keep it in for so long. No matter who you are, you have to talk about it to someone. All right? To get it off your chest. To get whatever you're feeling. Just to, just to get it off. Just to get it out there saying, you know, I am not okay. And it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's not easy to, to go through some, such a loss or of any any sorts. Um, and just being able to talk to someone is always helpful. Um, you don't always got to be strong. And, and, it, and men need to hear that sometimes. Like, it's okay to find that one person or whoever it is just to talk to them and, and get it out if you need to. Yeah. It's so dope that you just said that because that was going to be my question was like, if you had one thing that you just wanted to tell the men that lose their babies, because everyone always focuses on the women. That was yeah. going to be my question. And I feel like you just 
And I, um, I've had, I've had, you know, people that I personally know, friends of mine, that gone through the same situation. And and one thing I always ask on on the whole entire, I'll send a text message or a call them or whatever it is. Hey, how are you doing? If you ever need someone to talk to, let me know. Um, I hope you and your wife are doing okay. Um, I know it's not easy. And and sometimes hearing that is all someone needs to hear to be okay. That that it's nice to just hear like I'm here. When you're ready, I'm here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh so let's let's talk about uh, and I mentioned it earlier, but I really want to dig into this a little bit because the strength that the strength that the both of you have how do you, the both of you, uh, come to terms with uh, trying again for another child? Because I, I can only imagine that the emotional burden that this entire experience has has put has imprinted on both of you. I, I'm sure it wasn't easy to 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 try again. Can we talk about that for a little bit? So again, I went over with my, you know, little speech, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, you know, this time it was different because obviously, you know, it, the, the last one was tough. Not this time it wasn't just us two. It was also on Catalina. And I'm like, like I know we, like, it, we won't be able to do that to her again. Like, I mean, we can't do that to her again, but she would, there would be days where she's like, mom like she has cousins you know she has my nephew my niece my nephews you know chloe ava um and our family from new york comes visit like she has you know in ages like she has her little circle her little clique um but there were days where she would tell me like i i you know i don't have anyone to play with you know here at home unless um she always says bradley unless bradley comes over like I want a brother or sister. And I would tell her, like, mommy, like, that's, that's hard. You know, like, if it was up to me, sure, I'll give you time. But I was like, we, <laughs> I was like, it's up to God, like, God willing, whenever it happens. I, I, I don't know. But so then I told Urban, I was like, man, we can't leave her an only child. Like, she is meant to be an older sister. And although I was like, I know we tell her Mason is your brother, like, he's always here. But physically he's not and she is longing to have the sibling so i told him i said i know i always say the same thing um like let's just try one more time but i i promise this is the last time like this is it but i was like but i know like god got us i it's gonna happen for us i know it will like it's going to happen so I told him, I said, let's not plan it. Let's just go with the flow. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then it does not. So when when it happened, I, I was like, okay, I think I, I have, like, you know, I just had a feeling. And I was like, let me just, in case, although I told Irvin, let's just go with the flow. Let me just have pregnancy tests for backup. So um, <laughs> I took two tests. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took two tests like and they came back positive, and I was like, okay. But then I was nervous because I was like, how am I gonna tell Irvin? Like, oh my god, here we go again. Like, um, we're having a baby. <laughs> so when he saw it, he was like, okay, um, let's just not get our hopes high from now. Like, you know, we'll go to the doctor, we'll see what they have to say, and we'll just go from there. 
And I was like, okay, let's do that. Um, but luckily, thank God, every appointment, little Anastasia here looked amazing um, <laughs> and all her ultrasounds. Um, uh, Go be Look, she's like, yeah, mom. She's holding up her hand. She was like, <laughs> of course. For all of you that can't see, obviously, she just um, gave the power up. But she's like, I'm here. I, I, I would jokingly tell Irvin, like, you know, uh, if this is it, like, if we make it, something tells me the uh, Catalina was the one that's always like on time. She was on time. She was on her due date. Something tells me this baby is gonna be like, f that. I'm coming early. And he was like, no, don't say that. And I'm like, no, like, I don't mean like yeah. you know mm -hmm. what we went through last year. I mean like. She's not going to wait for 40 weeks. She's going to be like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. it's been 35, 36. Can I come out? Okay. And he was like, no, no, no. She can stay there. Even 41 if she has to, but she has to stay there. And then I was <laughs> like, all right, okay. Um, but it was weird because like the guilt um, that I had, because I was still mourning Mason, but I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm happy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm happy. I'm excited. And everything's going well with this pregnancy. But then I kept questioning myself. I'm like, does that mean that I don't miss um, Mason anymore? Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, don't be too happy then. But then I'm like, but F it, like everything's going fine. Like this is our miracle baby. Like she's, she's doing great. Um, but then um, I told her and I was like, I'm not sure if I ever remember if I told you this, but I'm going to say it in the podcast because um, what was the word that I used? trauma is real yeah mm -hmm. every way shape form mm -hmm. i would have nightmares um that i was at maternal fetal medicine and they would say i'm sorry there's no heartbeat or i would del deliver and the you know just limb like the baby like no movement no cry nothing i would wake up because i when i said i could hear myself cry with when I Mason came out, like that's what I heard, and I would wake up like, no, I'm not even going to tell Urban because I'm like, if I speak it out loud, I'm afraid yeah. that it's gonna happen. I'm like, don't even think about it. Go back to bed. Think of something. Think of food. Anything. But literally, at least once a week, the nightmares will kick in, and I'm like, God, please, no, like this is it. Like this has to be it for our sake, Catalina's sake. Please, like don't don't do this to us again, like. Because I went to Urban when we lost Mason. And I'm like, are we good people? Like, is this happening because I'm not a good person? Like, you know, because people kept saying, God knows why. Then You know what I mean? Things yeah. happen for a reason. And I'm like, yeah. well, F that shit. Like, what's the reason? Like, right. am I being punished? Um, but I was like, okay, you know what? I need to allow myself to enjoy this pregnancy. Be happy because maybe Mason's the one sending us Anastasia. Like, just enjoy it. And that's what we did. Uh, late November, I kept uh, getting cramps. And I'm like, oh, you know, um, Braxton Hicks. Maybe that's what it is. I didn't experience it with Catalina. And I was like, you know, every pregnancy is different. Um, and I was like, and this one was completely different. It, stomach was bigger, lower. It was just painful. And I'm like, maybe it's because I'm old now. You know, I was in my <laughs> mid-20s with Catalina. I'm reaching mid-30s. You know, that it has to be it. I would go to the doctor and like, everything looks fine. Everything looks great. You know, I, all the stretching is probably causing all that pain. Mid-December, I 
call Urban because I was like, I can't take the pain. I took a warm shower to see if it helps, but I can't take it. I'm calling the ER. And he was like, okay, I'm on my way home. Uh, let me know what they say and we'll go in. I called my mom and I'm like, don't freak out. But like, I'm in so much pain. I need to go to the ER. Can you please come and stay with Catalina? She was like, say no more. Mm. Um, I go in and they're like, oh, okay. Everything looks great. Your vitals are great, are fine. Um, they were like, we just want to uh, get on ultrasound and check in on baby. And I said, okay. And then after, when was the last time we felt her move? And I said, oh, you know, at home right before we left. And they were like, okay. The doctor comes back in and she said, you know, we were looking for other things, but we happened to accidentally find this. And I'm like, what? And she said, your fluid is low. And I just look at Irvin. We literally just like locked our eyes locked because I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. And Irvin was like, you know, you're saying that to us. And we're just automatically thinking. She said, I know. I read your file. She was like, no. When I say it's low, like it's there's still enough fluid there to keep the baby going. And I was like, okay. So she was like, we're just going to keep you overnight, give you fluids. Maybe that'll help um, increase your fluid again. And I said, okay. So I stayed two nights. Everything's looking fine. Um, I keep going in weekly and they're like, fluid is um, low again. And I'm like, what the heck? Uh, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to go through what I went through last year. Like is what I have like enough to keep her going and they were like yes and you are 36 weeks she is literally where you can say fully cooked uh, yeah she's fine if you have to deliver now she's going to be okay and i was like okay so we can't keep you going further than 36 weeks low fluid you know we don't want to risk it though so we're just going to schedule induction so schedule that um when you got when they when they told you uh she's fully cooked when she's when she's safe i'm sure is it, it's safe to have the child when you heard that like was there was there a huge sigh of relief that this was it you made it you made it where 100 percent. like no like because i was like you know i don't want to get set myself up for another heartbreak you know what i mean okay. because anything can happen Fair enough, Within yeah. you know, the time frame that I had from when I scheduled my induction to, to the actual day that like we went in, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to go in thinking like, oh, we're going to come home with our baby. But then, you know, what if we don't? Yeah. We're going to have to go through, relive that situation all over again. But I like, I don't, I wasn't going to be okay until she was in my arms, crying, screaming, doing, you know, brand new baby newborn things um but when that day came i was like oh my god what a relief like literally it's what i felt when she came out what a relief like she's here with us and i told Irvin, i was like i told you this was going to be the baby that said i'm not waiting 40 weeks i'm coming out whenever i want (laughs) this is my choice here i am (laughs) and look at her she's beautiful Perfect. she's beautiful she's uh she's growing so fast i remember that she's bigger than the last time i saw her when we were over at your house a whole you know 15 pounds you know yeah. so <laughs> anastasia 
And how is Anastasia? Is she, the you said she's, uh, she's going through some sleep regression right now, which is, which is, co- oh my God, she's beautiful. She's smiling right now. It's totally dark. <laughs> it's she's, common for sleep um, regression, but you said it's the first time for you because Catalina, she didn't give you, she didn't give you any sleep regression. So this is your first experience with no, that. No, I know. Like I told Urban, I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't remember going through this with Catalina. Like she babied us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I'm, well, we, but then I'm like, I'm going to let Urban sleep because <laughs> I'm not going to be like, <laughs> you wake up. But like, there's now I'm like, you know what? I I can easily just nurse her back to sleep. He can't nurse her. I was like, oh, I, I don't mind like getting up, but it's been like six times a, during the night. And I'm mm. I was like, it happens, you know, it happens. And I'm like, this whole, it's new for us. Like a lot of it is new for us. Like she does things that Catalina didn't do. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but it's great. No complaints. I literally, I told Irvin, I said, if it wasn't for like our background, the, uh, the uncertainties of our, of us, like our situation, like, can we have like 10 more? And he was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, okay, fine. Five more. <laughs> he was like, no, no, we're done. And I was like, one more. What? What's one more? One more. And I was like, we made such cute babies. Why we'll start a little, we'll start a little softball team, Irvin. Come on. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's what I said. I've had enough I'm, heartache. I'm having one of my two girls and my my one in heaven, Mason. Uh, we're good. God bless you. This is a. This is a beautiful. Uh, I, I'm I'm very very grateful that she's sitting on your lap right now because it makes uh, it makes this whole interview even more worth it. Listening to the journey and then and seeing like, this beautiful. They're talking about me. Let yeah, me go she was. She was. Look at her. She said, "Y'all need to know what it's all about." As it was all about. She was like, "I'm here." Getting to this point right here. Yeah. And Catalina, she's a. She loves being a big sister. She's- um, she, yeah, she does. Sister. She loves it. Um, she did art camp this year with her art teacher from school, and um, she was like, you know, when I would take up the uh, Anastasia with me uh, to drop her off, and she's like, oh, so this is the baby I would hear about every week at school. It's like, oh, <laughs> so awesome. So honestly, like, my question is, if you had one thing that you could tell people that are struggling with this exact thing i told Irvin, like i i know god got us like i i talked to him i prayed to him like i know he got us like he's going to make this happen for us um and you know maybe people were right like things do happen for a reason whatever that reason is and why we couldn't keep mason but i wouldn't change this yes, you know what i mean and i that's what i told urban because i was like oh my god i couldn't help it like before two hours before our call like i had a cry session because i started like getting emotional again and i'm like maybe if i get it out now like i'll be fine during the, <laughs> the call and i won't like <laughs> cry and like sob and sound horrible but i was like you know i'm like sad all over again but i was like but it's okay because we have her like out of all that heartbreak um we have we have her you know what i mean um and it sucks because there were days where people would like ask me like oh when are you guys gonna have another one and 
they didn't know but i'm like well no i just i just lost one yeah. you know what i mean um and that or the comments like catalina's getting older like you don't want to wait and i would just say like well it was up to me she would have like five siblings right now but you know can't control can't control that and i'm like you know you think people will get the hint if, if i answer that way because not everyone not everyone knows like anastasia's baby number six mm-hmm. they don't know that you know what i mean but i'm like and i know people would just generally ask like because they care like are you guys going to try again and i'm like god but like last year we did and it didn't happen but i just kept having faith like i know it's gonna happen for us like it will like my god us like it's gonna happen and we have our miracle baby well they're both miracle babies because they're little miracle babies and you earth definitely faith and find that support system that that you need um try not to do it you know alone or go through it alone um because without some type of strong support system i don't know if we would have got through it going through any any of this I think yeah. also that that I think listening to this conversation and and hopefully what people can also take from this when they listen is that it would also help maybe to be a little bit considerate of what of what may have been taking place in, in someone's or a couple's journey with having children. Yeah. Like you said, it's almost like don't wait. You don't want to wait. I think maybe the conversation can really start evolving. Like let's, let's start putting into consideration that there, there may be more that we don't know about. Like because, we don't know what people right. are going through behind right. closed doors. Cause that can you know be very, I mean? I'm sure that was and very difficult to listen and you to. Know, oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm sure that you was, that was hard right, to listen Hispanic to. Hispanic culture is, it's like, oh, yeah. like, you know, she can't be an only child. Yeah. You have to have more. You're going to have more. Like, come on, what are you guys waiting for? And I'm like, well, damn, like, you know, if you would ask like, hey, you know, um, it, like, why? I don't know. I don't even know what the right question is. Like, how do you approach someone and ask? Like, are you guys thinking of having more kids? You know what I mean? You just don't like, there's no right way because one, it's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't know what people are dealing with mm-hmm. behind right. closed doors. Like people are, I mean, there could be someone listening whenever this goes live and they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, I just I just oh. lost my baby last week. And people might not know because yeah. they, it's just, we don't know what people are going through. We have such a big family and, and they had our backs no matter what. Um, friends too, you know, but then the, the ones that are on the outside and just don't know, um, it, I, I could see where, you know, they would ask the question, you know, will you have other kids and stuff like that? And them not knowing, I just don't know how you would how to go around that part. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where it's, it's, I was suggesting hopefully, you know, people can, can take time to educate themselves because it's almost like people don't even know that they shouldn't be asking that until you hear a story like this, or, you know, somebody like we know you both. And so we now, uh, kind of keep things like that in our mind when it comes to, 
to things like that with other people. Let me not ask certain questions. Who knows what's going on there? I think I think maybe this can be a great uh, start of a conversation for many people, you know, going forward. So I think that's how maybe that that gets done. Because you're right. How do you how do you handle that? That's that's difficult. You can't get upset with people, but at the same time, you have every right to be upset. You know, it's it, it's such a a, a unique. Uh, position for you both. Every time they ask, they don't know. They're pretty much bringing up uh, old yeah, ripping off the bandaid all over yeah. again. What, Absolutely, you know, all the stuff maybe we went through just to get to this point. You know, a lot of people that might listen that we know they don't know the story, like the full story of how how we lost Mason. You know what I mean? Right. They might just think that something happened at twenty two and a half weeks, and we had to go in and he just didn't make it but they don't know about the early rupture you know what i mean and and i and i said and i also saw urban i was like you know if it wasn't for the pandemic like we would have been out and about like everyone would have known like you know because we every weekend we were with our family um i don't know how to hold her because she wants to be i just see his little head just Uh, hopping around there (laughs) but because we were on lockdown and we just stayed home i was able to hide that i my water ruptured early you know what i mean and when i was on um bed rest i didn't have to tell people like oh no i can't go because i'm on bed rest no i just can't go because we're on lockdown so i can't you know and and i know like it's harsh when i say like just don't ask it's not like your business but it's just because people like me like i don't tell i don't like to let people in like i just have my wall and i have my my circle of who knows things and you're asking me this and i'm like well f like if don't ask because you're you don't know like what i'm going through right now well and like literally it's not even a situation where okay like we're just planning our next one like you guys have been through this entire shebang six times and have two children I don't say that to, I, I, I honestly, I say it for impact. Like you guys have been through this six times and you have two living children. And if that doesn't mean something to someone, I, I, I don't know what could. Like you guys have been through so much yeah. and you've been so steadfast in building your family and building the love that you guys have for one another and for your children and Mm -hmm. it's beautiful you guys have been through a lot of shit and for all the things that we've been talking about and how impactful it is for you guys to have um, a situation a loss of children how amazing and how impactful and how much does this say for your love for one another? Mm. Because there are a lot of people that cannot withstand this. And I don't say that as a diss in any way, shape or form, but there are a lot of couples that don't bounce back from this. And you guys are, are on guys are on it we we're normal couple we when every time i went through that like we were just there for each other there were times because he knows i don't like attention whatsoever 
don't like to be touched. All he would do was just, he would sit next to me and his hand would go on my leg. And that's all I needed. Um, or we would talk and I don't know, it's just the connection that we have is what helped us continue going all those times. We have each other and for situations like that, like outside of our support circle, that's all we needed to keep going, you know? Um, but I, they were after Mason, I'm like, babe, like, just, let's just pray, like continue praying. And I'm like, don't, don't forget to pray. Cause it, like God needs to hear, like, we want this. Um, but that's all I could say. I don't know. We just, we, <laughs> we're just us then. Well, that's a, I think that's a beautiful way to wrap this up. And I know it's, I know it's been a couple uh, long hours and uh, some technical difficulties, but it's okay. Really, just edit the parts where I'm rambling. <laughs> you're not rambling. Not. I'm editing out all of the uh, mishaps that I've had on my end, so nobody knows what kind of fuckery was going on tonight. Oh, they're, on, they're not going to know shit. You have to edit my fuckery, that so people don't know that I was like, um, <laughs> so uh, because I would, I try not to look at you guys because that's what I was like. Man, I lost my train of thought, so I would just look at Irvin. <laughs> don't worry about it. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit this and. Uh, I'll tell. I'm gonna take out all of the us. Without her talking, <laughs> I even asked her, and I was like, "Am I rambling?" No, this is my no. thing. Like, I don't like doing this because when I do this, I like black out and I just I talk. Good. Well, that's perfect for a podcast. That's the beautiful thing because <laughs> no, well, as people are listening. And someone's talking, and it's very important, and it's good, genuine conversation. They don't want to hear me interrupting with questions. They just want to hear the story go and go and go. And that's why I did not interrupt. Um, and, and trust me, I, I, I want you to have faith in me that I will, I will take care of this. I hope that um, I hope that you love it. I, I hope that you're you're happy and comfortable now that you've gotten through this. I know it was a little nerve wracking for you both. No, I'm not gonna look. I, and I, when I told you, like, I'm, uh, I am, I don't do this. Like, this, me? Like, mm -mm. I think I was having panic attacks since the text. No <laughs> lie. Like, my hands were sweating. Like, I was like, oh, my God. What is going on? My stomach's still hurting. Well, listen, I, I, I uh, don't don't sweat no more. Go to <laughs> All of this I'm going to edit out. You're seeing where I'm pointing. People are not going to see where I'm pointing. They're going to be like, ew, she just told me like she She's so everywhere. What does that even mean, Carl? And Carl's just driving, listening to the podcast. Doesn't know anything. <laughs> no, thank you for... Thank you for having us on your podcast. I love your podcast. Um, I've gotten teary-eyed. I've laughed by myself. I told you that. Where I sit at my desk and I'm like, oh my God. Like his cousin would be over like watching the girls. And I'm like, she's probably going to think I'm going crazy working on my reports, but I'm laughing out loud. Um, but I love your podcast. And I, I'm grateful that you asked us to, to join. Absolutely. It's a beautiful way to wrap up this uh, this first year uh, of the Journeyman Chronicles. And um, I'm grateful that you and Irvin agreed to share your story. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm glad that we're all a part of this, Alexandra included, because uh, I wanted this to be a very fluid and, gen and, and genuine conversation. And I know that Alexandra was a big, big, well, not a big part, but she had a part of your journey uh you oh, know, every she friday she would go and give you <laughs> shots and yeah absolutely so 
um, she was literally my personal nurse because I should have added this. Um, uh, I had to take progesterone injections once a week um, just to help. Although everything was normal with Anastasia, just in case, you know what I mean? Um, that was going to help. That was supposed to help keep the fluid there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Alex being amazing. As always, I asked her and I was like, listen, I don't want to go in once a week because I don't have anyone to leave Catalina because I can't take her in because of COVID. Do you mind coming and helping me out? She was like, really? Like, do you not? Like, yeah. What kind of question is that? Like once a week she was here on her lunch break or I don't know, on her way back to work from a home visit. Like she took the time to come take care of me, even if it was 10 minutes. She she always apologized. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it's like the thing, the injection, yeah. it's freaking huge. Because when I saw it, I told Alex, I'm like, oh my God, it looks like a, uh, a horse injection. Like, Jeez. is it going to hurt? And she was like, you'll be fine. But then when she came into the first one, she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all good. You're, hey, you're but right back to that. You're tough. See, you are tough. You got it. You're, I, you're, you're, I guess I am a tough cookie. You are, you're no, I'm good cookie. with that kind of pain. I'm not good with heartbreak, you know? <laughs> You've been that's through a lot of that's, shit. You know, two different kinds of pain. And can I just, for whatever it's worth, what? have a minute for Mason? You were a strong boy. You did everything that you could. And we love you, Mason. Thank you. All right, well, we love you very, very much, Romy and Evan. Thank you so you much. Guys. Please get some rest. Take care of that beautiful little bundle of joy right there. Peace out. She should not even be up. She's like, y'all All right, guys. Little fingers. All right. Love you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Love you. Hands down, I will always be grateful. And, um, appreciative that i was uh, allowed to uh, share this story for Romy and irvin um alexander and i uh, loved uh, even getting to see you know anastasia uh for a little bit catalina um pretty sure she was probably asleep it was getting pretty late but just getting to see that cute little baby sitting on their lap and bouncing around smiling uh, what a fucking awesome way to end this interview um nothing but love for Romy and Irvin. Um, Romy did want to just kind of clarify something real quick, so let me do that for her. She was afraid that some people may not understand what she meant when she suggested uh, that the bereavement nurse was telling her, you know, uh, you can always say that the, you, you can always um, introduce yourself as a party of four, but that your son is in heaven. Um, Romy always loved that, and even to this day, Catalina will will tell her that you know you're still a mom you're still his mom and then you know he's he's in heaven but you know we're still a family so beautiful and while talking with Irvin you know he he just wanted to to reiterate that you know meeting Romy for him it, it really was just something that clicked that she was the sweetest girl he had ever met and after the first couple times around the family, she just fit in and meshed. And uh, I know exactly what that is, man. I know exactly how that feels. It's uh, 
you know when they when they say if it's like a glove it's that's what it feels like you know you're the one that you love and the one that you can't stop thinking about just blends right in with your family it's a blessing uh you both Irvin and Romy thank you so much uh, Irvin thank you for sharing your your views of of being a a, a husband and a, and a dedicated husband and father and the concerns that you were feeling for your wife Romy but also being bold enough to share your own concerns for yourself and, and how this was impacting you we don't get to hear that often and thank you Romy for being so bold to share so much undeniably one of the most badass people I know thank you thank you both you all know what it is remember to maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons my name is Felix C. Arroyo and these are the journeyman chronicles I will see you sometime in season two <laughs> Until then, y'all be safe. <laughs>